Dead air. Oh. I'm gonna just start. I'm just gonna start surprising you every time now. I'm just gonna be like, "We're recording, and we have been for an hour." (laughs) Yeah. I don't think that's. I don't think that's gonna make our producer very happy. Our producer, our 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 fictitious producer, Frank. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, welcome back to Bored to to Death. Death. I'm Bill. I'm Haley. And uh, yeah, we're back a third episode, season two, season two, and we're in better moods tonight. Yeah, because our son went to sleep. Oh, man. You put him to sleep. It's true, I did. Which is... I'm a goddamn hero. Yeah, bravo, sir. You did, like, no fighting or anything. I did something that women do all the time, so I want all the accolades. (laughs) (laughs) You did very well, and he is dead asleep. Great job. My God. Anyway, so tonight we're going to be talking about... I don't think we talked about... uh, like exactly what we were going to talk about tonight last time? No, not at all. Okay, so let's talk about the agenda. What's on the agenda yeah, for Yeah, all right, the so tonight we are going to play a cult classic favorite of mine. So excited to talk about it. Hero Quest. Yeah. Which sounds really lame, but it's way cooler than you'd think. I am very excited to talk about it. Yeah, and what are you, uh, who's, who's dying tonight? Uh, so there's actually four people dying tonight. Um, and... Um, we're, I'm going to be telling you the, uh, I don't want to call it an epic tale. It's a very sad, awful, uh, tale of a serial killer. Okay. And Texas? I don't, in te- actually Pasadena, Texas. Oh man. And it's a serial killer who, uh, all of his victims, right. except for one, okay. um, were basically taken from this area. From Pasadena, Webster, uh, Brazoria County, okay. near Galveston County, like everything off of forty-five. Awesome. Yeah, and then there's one victim. Uh, that's not true. That's actually not true. There's a third victim that was taken from UNT's campus in Denton, Texas, and then a fourth victim uh, from Oklahoma. So okay. uh, I'll be telling you the story tonight of uh, William Reese. And there's an important detail that I will uncover later, but uh, there's a significant reason why I'm wanting to tell the victim's stories uh, at this exact moment because yeah. some there's some recent history that's happened. Anyway, mm. <clears throat> let's talk about Hero Quest, Bill. Yeah. Whoa, well, whoa, whoa, tonight? whoa. Okay, so we should not talk about what I'm drinking until after I give birth because. Okay. I'm always drinking something really boring because yeah, once again, true. I'm drinking tea and nobody wants to hear that. And I'm drinking y- a Yingbo. A Yingbo. Which is uh, a Pennsylvania slang for a Yingling lager because they just started, oh man, they opened up their brewery or their factory in Fort Worth, Texas and I couldn't be happier. Yeah. I, I shit. You know, when did you find out that they opened a factory in Fort Worth as opposed to shipping it down here from Pennsylvania? Uh, or from, didn't they have one in Florida or something? No, John uh, John Stoffer told me. Oh, your old boss. Yeah, my old boss's boss. He was like, man, ah, you know, they got freaking yingling here in, in Texas. I was like, what? And it's a factory here. Yeah. Well, it says too right here on the label. Oh, it does? Yeah, Fort Worth. Very cool. Yeah. So, so you get to taste a little bit of home. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It is oh, pretty good. So, I miss. I do miss... Alcohol in general, but also y- yingling. Yeah, it's good old yingling. It's pretty good. Well, I mean, like, I 
I mean, I could go on on and on about these goddamn <laughs> things, but I mean, I like that they're not super strong. Like I'm yeah. used to drinking like craft beers, and it's like that's just too much, too quick. They go down pretty smooth. Yeah, they go down pretty smooth. easy. Smooth. Smooth. But yeah, so tonight we're gonna talk about Hero Quest, and to give a little what Hero Quest is, and a little backdrop of why I actually give a shit about this game. Um, Hero Quest is a dungeon, one of the original dungeon crawler classics from like the early 90s and it is it was a collaboration between milton bradley and games workshop believe it or not and they came up with this this dungeon crawler game where you embody talk about what a dungeon crawler I, I, game I, yeah i will oh, okay um and like you, you, emb- you embody one of four heroes uh and it's very much a sword and sorcery kind of deal where think back like in the 60s 70s and 80s like conan the barbarian kind of vibe um, you can embody the uh, the barbarian, the dwarf, uh, the the elf, which is like a quasi magic user, and the wizard. Those are the original four types of heroes, and it's a dungeon crawler, meaning that you go into it's literally just a kick down doors, slash goblins and orcs and skeletons and zombies and shit like that, and then grab the loot and get out. Um, use the same board but you use just different pieces to uh, kind of illustrate and show where you descend into the dungeon and what kind of dungeon it is and how it's set up and there's little tiny pieces of furniture and all that stuff to put out into the room as you uncover more and more of the dungeon and explore more of it it's uh you can play with two players that's how we played it and one player will be will act as zargon essentially like the dungeon <laughs> master that I is wish, his name. i wish i wish our listeners could see the violent hand gestures oh man zargon that you like, use i've got my my hands like come out like talons <laughs> but uh one player acts as zargon who's controlling the dungeon and um you know the monsters are inside and casting spells at the adventurers and all that kind of crap so as the as the players actually go through and move from room to room the other player who's role-playing as zargon like you know looks at the quest book and fills it out with you know populates it with creatures and furniture and all that crap and tre- and lots of treasure um so it's a really really fun game it's super freaking easy to learn um yes. in my in my opinion it is uh and the the game comes with a quest book with t- 12 quests and of course like the dreaded like empty dungeon page where you know kind of you can create you can your, make own. your own yeah you can make your own dungeons Boo. Oh, not for on. me <laughs> <laughs> I like structure. Yeah. Mm. You know, can I, like, I don't know how much, how much more you want to explain about the game. Do you have a few more things you want to add? Yeah, just real okay. quick. So it's a, um, you know, it's a very much traditional old sword and sorcery, like hack them, slash them. Yeah. Just simple rolling dice. Nothing too crazy. Nothing too complicated. Very much like a beer and pretzels kind of game. Yes. Very laid back. I mean, the setup can be a little bit cumbersome because it takes up quite a bit of table space. Yeah. Um, but realistically speaking, I, th- I think it's better played with more than just two people. I would agree with that. You know, I think sure. it would be like a nice laid back, like 45 minute to 60 minute game amongst like a handful of friends. I would love to play with four people. Yeah. Definitely. With one person being the Zargon. Zargon. And three other people being uh, the dungeon crawlers. Yeah. Like, or to ex- me and two other people. For sure. Right? Like that would be like, I think my ideal. Oh yeah. So. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, and it holds a very special place in my heart and I'll get into like the re-releases and expansions and all that stuff like in a little bit. You want to say something? Well, why does it hold a very special place in your heart? Oh man. Okay. So 
this game, I like growing up in the middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania, like I, my mom took me to this library that was like in an old oh, church. Oh, that's this story. That's yeah. Okay. And okay. so like, she just like left me there at the library <laughs> to like go run errands or something like gonna, that. If you're going to abandon your child in a safe location for a few hours, a, a, a library in a small town in central Pennsylvania yeah. is, a, is a pretty guaranteed safe place to do it. <laughs> yeah. So good. Good so, like, you, I was Crystal. just, like, wandering around, like, these giant stacks of books, and then, like, I found my way downstairs into basically, like, the basement of this library, and there's like, no lights on, so, like, there was, like, they didn't have lights down there, so there was, like, flashlights you could, you know, so I had, like, a flashlight, I was walking around, I was, like, scared shitless, and then, like, I found, I found, like, all these stacks of old, old board games, and I was, like, oh, what is this, and it was, like, Hero Quest, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Because like I was I feel like that's like the start to like a '90s or an '80s movie. Oh, definitely. Because like there was like I I was reading all these like choose your own adventure books. Yeah. From like back in the you know back in the oh, days. Oh, this yeah. is the cutest story yeah, ever. Yeah. So then I was like, I had just read one of those like upstairs, and oh, I was like, come down, on. yeah, 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 and I was like downstairs, like you know, like lurking around, you know, old stacks of books and crap like that with just a freaking flashlight. Yeah. All of a sudden, I see you know like that reminds wrist me of that movie. What's that movie where Macaulay Culkin discovers books and he becomes a cartoon that you love? Oh, uh, Page Master. Page Master. That's yeah. what it reminds me of a yeah. little bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, like, there's, you know, like... You're Macaulay Culkin. Ugh. Gross. So, there was, uh, you know, Risk. There was Axe and Allies and stacks of all these board games, right? Yeah. And then there was also, like, Hero Quest. And I saw... I was just... Hero Quest, and I was like, "Oh my fucking god!" And you like, were—you said you were like seven. Uh, no, I was like five or six or something like that. Yeah, I was super <laughs> young, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I like yanked it off the shelf, and of course, like half the pieces were missing. But I was just like rifling through. I was like, "Oh my god, this barbarian looks this jack dude's just got a giant broadsword." Oh, look at these goblins. Oh, look at these look at these zombies. And I was like, "Holy shit, this is fucking awesome!" And I was just like ripping through, like you know, like. The rule book. Yeah, at and five, I was like, you yeah. were just ripping curse words yeah, I was left like, and right. <laughs> but it was like, I was like, couldn't get up. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. I'm like, I gotta play. I gotta play with someone. And like, yeah. I went upstairs. I was like, how do I check this out? She's like, oh, sweetie, like, you need two people to play. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll get my mom to play. And my mom was like, I don't want to play. Oh, <laughs> like, so what did you do? I was like, oh, okay. Well, I just kind of like forgot about it. And then like, every time we went back to the library, I'd always go down and like read the rules again. And, like, oh, so you never yeah, got to play just, with like, anybody? No, I would just like play with like the little miniatures oh. that came in the box set. And, uh, so when did you get to play with it for the first time? With you. God damn it. (laughs) Oh, Oh, yeah. So this was like a 30 year. Oh, yeah. So (laughs) fast forward like to 2020, like during the pandemic, during the panorama. And I like forget how I heard about it. Maybe it was YouTube or something like that. But they were like, Hasbro has bought from Milton Bradley, like, or bought Milton Bradley, and they bought the rights to HeroQuest, and they're relaunching a HeroQuest Kickstarter, and I was like, oh my god, I was like, take my money, but it was like (laughs) 60 bucks or something like that, or maybe it was like 80 bucks. To invest in the... Yeah, the Kickstarter. Kickstarter. Yeah, so they had their own version of Kickstarter called Pulse Labs or something like that, but anyway, they're like, if we get to a million dollars, like... Everyone gets all the expansions for free and all that crap. And it was, like, funded in, like, 30 minutes or something like that. Something crazy. Oh. Because there's a lot of, like, old school people who, like, love yeah. that game. And they're like, oh, my God, they're bringing it back. It's so cool. To buy an old school, like, co- original copy of HeroQuest on eBay 
It's like hundreds of dollars. Like, oh my God. Like six or seven hundred dollars because people love this game so much. Bill, there's so much to talk about sentimental, oh. sentimentality oh wise, because you literally, but during the panorama, yeah, made your own uh, dungeon yeah. crawler game. Yeah, it was to, loosely based on it. Scratch this itch, yes. I assume. Oh yeah, you you did. You and then made your own game. You did, and it was and it was funny because when we first started playing this game. That was like one of the first thoughts I had. I was like, did Bill just like rip this game off? Yeah, I told you. I was like, this is parts of like Hero Quest and this is parts of a. Uh... Oh, there's another game. You had, you had, uh, I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, I forget what it was. But like, you literally made your own dungeon out yeah. of foam board. You didn't make the, the, the heroes, right? No, I painted heroes. No, I know, but I didn't think that those were your... You didn't make them from scratch. Like, you got them from another game. Like, we borrowed the wizard and the... No. No, those are models. I know, but I'm saying, like, you didn't make them from scratch. What do you mean, make? I don't know. Pour... Make molds and pour resin no. into them? No. That's what I mean. Yeah. That's all I mean. No, those are like Warhammer figures. So, oh my gosh, that's so crazy. I guess, I like, all that stuff is, like, coming together for me. Oh, yeah. Wow. Well, uh, are we ready to like talk about yeah pluses no, minuses yeah so like real quick wrapping up that old story because kind of I'm kind of dragging on here yeah is um you know they had the Kickstarter and like they're like all right cool it's funded in thirty fucking minutes and I was like I was waiting on my phone I was like oh my god I can't wait can't wait I was like and I was like refreshing my screen I was like oh my god oh my god just take my money wow and then like by the time I refreshed it and actually was able to like create the account and all that crap I like went and gave my money and it was like. By the time I'd done all of that, it was like $900,000 had been funded. And it was like the first like 10 minutes. Oh my up. God. Yeah, it was crazy. So like, anyway, long story short, by the time I went to check out, I'd already like been eligible for all the expansions and all that crap and all oh, the stretch Oh, that's great. Goals. Yeah. So there's like a bunch of expansions to it. There's a Keller's Keep, um, Lair of the Lich Lord expansions. Um, and they also came out with female versions of both, like, some of the monsters and the heroes, Yes, they too. did. And, and those the heroes, are the, too. Aren't those the heroes I've been playing with? Yeah. Yeah, I've been playing so, with like, the female ones. But they didn't come with it. Those were, like, stretch goals. I love a beefy babe. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, the barbarian is pretty beefy. You are the barbarian. The greatest warrior in all the realm. Oh, um, my. Oh, yeah. Because I, I love, fucking love Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> like, just, like, the mindless, just, like, brute. Oh man, <laughs> Frank Frazetta, fucking kill me! All right. Oh man, oh man, you've got like a total hard on for this. Yes, I love the game. I'm, it is so chill. I'm slightly turned on with you. That's great. Yeah, it's very, it's a very relaxed, like easy to learn game. All right. So, so here's what I want to say about the game. Okay. Was that when we first started playing? When we've played Hero Quest. Yes. And the game that you created, I don't know if you ever came up with a name for it. You just called it like a dungeon crawler something yeah. that you made up. You've no. actually made up a few games. That's what we should do with our like season finale or something. Talk about the games that you have made because you've made two, three, two, two. I know two off the top of my head. Yeah. So, <clears throat> Hero Quest. What is what I thought Dungeons and Dragons was? Ah. That makes sense. Like, before I had ever played any board games, before I'd ever played D&D, before I'd ever played really any board games, it, yeah. I, my understanding of what 
Dungeons and Dragons, I, what I thought it was, is basically what Hero Quest is. Yeah. But I thought Dungeons and Dragons was way more complicated, you know. And it is, and it is. Yeah. It, it can be, right? Like, it doesn't yeah. have to be. You know, it's not like... You it's, know, it's more complicated than fucking Hero Quest. Yeah, exactly. But I, you know, so like playing Hero Quest, it's like, oh, this is, you know, it, it feels kind of like what I thought Dungeons and Dragons was going to be, which mm-hmm. is... Um, you know, high fantasy, but like, um, st- you know, strict rule. I, I, I really do love this game, Hero Quest, because I appreciate the structure <laughs> that D and D doesn't have. Yeah. Right. There's more. There's more rules. Yeah. And limitations and structure to the game because D and D is so creative. Right. There's so much you can do. Yeah. You can do whatever, right? Like anything that, any wild hair that you think of, like you can do that in D&D. Like I appreciate both, right? Like the I appreciate the freedom of D&D, but I also love, love, love the structure of HeroQuest mm-hmm. because it, it makes it a little bit more palatable for me. Like especially like a beginner, not, I mean, I guess I'm not technically a beginner, but like I kind of still see myself as a beginner in regards to like all of these games because that's kind of the attitude I bring to the table most of the time. So I just appreciate um, anytime the rules are relatively simple, all of the um, like actions that I can take, the spells I can cast, yeah, um, the the limitations of the game board itself. You know, for me, kind of like it supports me wanting to play more because I know that it's not going to never end. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, like I, I'm not as creative as like some of the best D&D players or even like some of the bad D&D players. I'm not very creative in regards to like f- high fantasy thinking. I don't really have that. So it's almost like, Hero Quest did that thinking for me, and it's like, here's all the spells you can cast, idiot. Yeah. Here's the end of the game board, dummy. Yeah, there's only so many rooms yeah. you can explore in here. Exactly. Yeah. So like, that's something like I, you know, I appreciate about I I like that about the game that the, that there is structure, mm-hmm. that there are limitations. It makes yeah. it. I like okay. that. That's yeah. that's something I like about it. Which what Haley is talking about, like I should back up here, is that the game board is static in that like it has a dungeon, like there's a set number of rooms and hallways and corridors, and then each dungeon will vary because there there's no doorways in any of them. They're all just like simple stone rooms, and then you place like these little plastic pieces that should denote where the doors are, and that way the dungeon can change every single time. There's like little pieces of cardboard that denotes like, hey, this corridor is actually walled off. Like there's a wall here and that kind of stuff. So you can kind of, it can change like every single time if you really want it to. Right. But um, what she's talking about is that the there is, I think like maybe a dozen or 15 rooms total. Yeah. You know, on the whole entire game board. That's if you were to use every single stinking room. Which I started to the first time we played. Yeah. We were, <laughs> yeah, you went the, the exact opposite way. And of where I was like, supposed to go. Kind of, yeah. Like, you went the way that you were like, I'm going to explore every room. And I was like, when is it. this going to end? <laughs> yeah, you just didn't know anywhere. I was like, man, she's taking a long way around. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's HeroQuest. And it's, uh, you know, game. the game is played, by the way. 
um, you know, a, a hero can move where they roll two six-sided die, and that's how many spaces that they can move, and then they can take an action. Um, you know, drinking a potion or hacking and slashing at a monster or casting a spell, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, wizards have particularly interesting um, spells. You know, they have spells yeah. that can, like, move through walls, which is there's like sick. There's, like, attack spells. There's, like, protection spells. There's... Sleep spells. Uh, sleep spells, which is technically like an attack spell. But like, you know, there's spells that are like, you know, moving in, like you said, like moving in and out of stone walls or like... Pretty slick little tricks there. Yeah, there's like some, there's some pretty cool ones. Yeah. And so like after you go in, you you discover the monsters. The monsters are controlled by Zargon. <laughs> and they are, uh, you know, once they're dealt with and destroyed... Then you can go and search a room for treasure and you draw like a treasure card. And sometimes that treasure card could be just treasure. Sometimes it could be like a wandering monster. Like, ah, shit, now there's like a random monster just popped up. It's just kind of bumbling through the dungeon. So it kind of keeps you on your toes a little bit. And the objective of each mission or each quest is different. Um, it kind of varies. We only did the initial, the trial, which is kind of a really tough mission. Um, and then if the big thing is, house rules vary, but the big thing is once your character is dead, that is it. Like, your character is yeah. fucking dead for, like, the whole 12 quest series. Um, however, um, you know, obviously you can do with do with it what you will. Right. But there's, like, little... That's supposed to be the rule. Yeah, and there's, like, little <laughs> character sheets where you keep track of, like, you know, all the gold that you find, the equipment, armor, weapons, and all that crap, magical artifacts. Yeah. You know, your experience... Or not experience points, but, like, your health points. Um... You know, and, like, there's a little icon on the character sheet where you can draw and doodle your own friggin', um, like, coat of arms for your house or for your clan or whatever. Yeah. It's a fun little fun little thing. Yeah. Um, and then combat is done by rolling, like, these special, like, hero quest die that have three or four different types of icons on them. One of them is, like, a skull, meaning, like, you hurt someone. Um, like a little shield with a line on it is like the, the hero defends or successfully defends off something like the skull with like the horns on it is like the monster one, like the monster uh -huh. gets to attack or attack successfully. And then I forget what the other one is, but whatever. Uh, yeah, don't ask I think me. That's, I, have... I think that's only three. Of... Yeah. I think you all you three tend of... to interpret anything other than hits for <laughs> yeah. me. So. Yeah, so it's a, uh, you know, they're used by special dice, but it's a, um, it's pretty interesting, pretty dicey, pretty spicy. Yeah. And there's a bunch of different types of monsters. There's fucking zombies, skeletons, there mummies. There was some... Okay, uh, like dread warriors, orcs, Some Balrog-looking thing that I the caught. The gargoyle. Oh, it's yes. just the gargoyle. The gargoyle. Oh, yeah, the gargoyle's a big bad bastard. Yeah, he and... throws five to he throws five dice on defense. Yeah, yeah, tough. And to fucking I destroyed him mm -hmm. because I used a sleep spell. Yeah, you kind of broke him that way. Yeah, it was kinda great. Broke the game. <laughs> I can't believe I like actually won the game because I was able to do that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I would not because the first time we played the game, yes, we broke it up into two different. Yeah, for the attempts, same quest. Uh, for the same quest, because the first time. They pretty much chased me out, out of the dungeon. Out of the dungeon with my tail between my legs. Because you like you went like uh, not the I wrong was way, but you. I was gonna die. Yeah, you went not the wrong way, but you like went the long way to finding the final. So I like, lost a bunch room. of hit yeah, points. Yeah, you used all your spells. You lost all your hit points. So, like by the time you got to like the big boss battle, you were like almost dead. So you're yeah, like, I didn't ah, have I'm anything. Running away. Yeah, so and just... that's the other thing. Like 
it's almost like there's a little less grace in this game when it comes to hit points or stuff like that oh, as yeah. opposed to like D&D like D&D it's like even if you have like one hit point left like I don't know you like you have all those saving you know death saving throws death saving and throws stuff. and stuff yeah. so it's like this eh, like, it's fine yeah this one it's like you're dead you're fucking dead yeah it's it's like that's it yeah you know which makes sense um, and there's a spell in D&D you can cast called resurrect which can bring someone back from life or res- yeah. resurrect dead yeah. That's a fifth level spell. Really hard to get off. You need special components. Should we do D&D one night? Oh, yeah, we will. But it's technically not it's a board s- game. Is it technically a board game? It No. no I mean, I know but, people I mean, play with boards. Yeah. So we'll go. We'll angle that route. That'll be like a season finale of one of our seasons. You think? So, oh, yeah, because we'll, we'll spend a significant amount of time on that. There's so much to talk about with yeah. that. So we're such losers. Yeah. There's so much to talk there's, about. And cover. We, there's so much to cover and discuss with D&D. <laughs> is yes that's true all right but anyway so, back... yes yeah, dragging on so let's uh all right so let's go into things you like things you don't like about it go things i like were the structure right okay. um i really like um i like the size of the cards the cards are normal sized cards yeah that was my complaint for ticket to ride <laughs> <laughs> uh the the goddamn small cards yeah um no i i like the art on the cards i mm. um like i said i like the 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 board itself is I know you said it, you think it takes up a lot of space but I think it takes up like an appropriate amount of space for like if you have four people playing yeah you know four That's or true. five people playing like I think not everybody's like crowding over this small board so I think everything is like appropriately sized makes it easy to like move things along and my fat little sausage pregnancy fingers like can actually grab these these characters because I always struggle what's the one game I always struggle with more time. Mordheim. No, there was some. There was some other game we were playing, and I just like, I just can't get my fat sausage fingers to not knock over. Blood Bowl. It's Blood Bowl because my I oh I I have so much trouble grabbing. I don't know why, but I do. Anyway. Yeah, and they're like out in the open. I don't understand. Like you can get your fingers into the tiny, these tiny crevices in Mordheim. Like up oh, there, you go. Yeah. I mean, for the most part, but then I don't Blood Bowl. Know. I mean, like, it's because in Blood Bowl they're all packed together. Yeah, Blood Bowl, you're just like. Yeah, but so <laughs> this one, like the characters are a little bigger. Yeah, they're a little bigger, so they're a little easier to move around and navigate. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like having diverse characters, right? Like, uh, like having a barbarian and a wizard is pretty cool. Yeah, um, having female characters is cool. Like, it's nice to have that. Um, so the stories and the story in and of itself is really cool. The art is cool. Um, you you said it's uh, the, that artist that you love, right? It's not Frank Frazetta. However, oh. Sword and Sorcery is very much embodied by Frank Frazetta's oh. artwork. Because okay. he illustrated a lot, the majority of Conan the Barbarian's. Like, is he the games. one who did... Um, oh, gosh. I, I'm blanking on the name of it. But you know that South Park episode who's like, My daughter's awesome boobage. No, that that's heavy, no, that's, no, that's heavy metal. That's what that is. Basically. I know, but I mean, like, I thought it was like the same artist. No. Okay. <laughs> Not at all. Um, so other things I like, um, I like that it doesn't take too long to play. I think it takes like half an hour to an hour to play. If yeah. An hour if you take the way that I went. Yeah, if you take the long way around. If you take the long you way the around. Long so way it's, around. It's, it's, it's a pretty quick game. It's an engaging game. It moves fast. Yes. Um, because it's just dice rolls. Yeah. Right? So like, 
you just make decisions very quickly. Nobody really has to like wait around for other people. Um, so the game moves pretty quickly. Um, things I don't like, uh, I don't have a ton of complaints. Yeah, because the things that I would complain about are like, it's like, well, you have to, you have to appreciate the game for what it is, you know? That's a good point. You know, so I, 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 if I were to complain about anything, it would just be like for the sake of complaining. Well, let me hear it. Uh, let me hear it, sister. Like, it takes away time from me. Yeah, that's, that'd probably be, there's multiple, there's, I have to organize the spells, I guess. I don't know. Like, I have to put them into stuff. See, that's what I mean. Like, I would yeah, be looking I mean, for something to complain about, and yeah, I don't really... I asked, I asked for it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't... I can't think of anything that I would actually complain about Fair for enough. this game. Other than... Okay, here's one. Um, playing with two people yeah, is not, not the most fun. fun, right? I think you need... I, I mean, technically, like, yeah, you could play with two people because we've done it, and it's successful. But, like, I have to play two characters at the same time, which is fine, yeah. But it's not great. Yeah. Like, I can't invest as much if I were to play, say, if I were playing just the, the wizard. Or just the barbarian. Or just the barbarian. Like, I would be more invested in my character. Right. If it was just me doing, and then my, you know, the people I was playing. So I think it would be better if there was at least, I, I recommend three people. I think you need three people to play. Minimum. Yeah. That's, that's, I mean, if you are desperate to play, you can play with two. However, I think the game is going to reach the minimum of its fun potential yeah, if you have three. three. I think you need three. Totally agree with you. Yep. Those are my ker- yeah. kerfuffles. Kerfuffles. I'm trying to think, man, when you said I'm trying to think of who I can rope in to, <laughs> to be our third person. I mean, we have yeah, we they... have our, our, our guest speaker from the end of season one in town. <sighs> oh, my God. Don't tell. Man, don't, don't tempt, tempt you. Me. Oh yeah, Jesus! Don't Christ. tempt me, Haley. Oh God! All right, well, for my do's, for my do's and don'ts, I'm cracking over, cracking open a fresh Yingbo. I hope I, I hope we can hear that yeah. in the in I, the audio. I know. I hope so too. Frank, turn that up. Yeah. Thanks, Frank. <laughs> All right. So things I'm going to go through things I don't like first oh. because it's a little bit shorter. Oh um, dear. Things Should I strap I, in here? Yeah. All right. So I'm going to make this as quick as possible. All right. Yo. All right. So things I don't like about it, the new artwork direction. I think it's softer and it's a safer art direction than what it used to be. What was it? What was it? Oh, it was by the original artwork was done by Les Edwards, which I mean, don't get me wrong. Where like, there's just nipples blasting and, and no, not necessarily. And but it, shots. And no, stuff. it was a uh, realist. It's like it had more oh. realism to it. Oh, okay. Like, whereas this is more, like, cartoony. cartoony. It's softer, softer around the edges. You know what I mean? Whereas, yeah. like, Les Edwards and, like, was, you know, again, harking back to Frank Frazetta, like, it was realistic fantasy. Like, you oh. could feel it was so gritty and real. Yeah. Like, you could look at that artwork and see, like, holy shit, like, that's real. And it pulls you into yeah. whatever is going it's like, on It's there. like you can put yourself in the fantasy more easily. It, exactly. Okay. It's not like this kind of cartoony artwork direction, which I understand, you know, they're trying to reach a broader audience with it. It's softer. It's Probably safer. cheaper. It might be cheaper. Yes Because you no. can do it with a computer, probably. Yeah, but a lot of, like, even, like, the newer um, high fantasy stuff is done. It's all done digitally anyway. Like, oil's oh. kind of gone by the wayside. But anyway, that's getting off down down the beaten path. Um, so, like, the artwork direction, like, I don't quite like. However, you know, good, that ties in with the likes. I, they kept, the, like, the original box art. That's the exact 
that's like a replica of les edwards box art from the original very um, cool yeah so like they kept everything as much as they could as almost like a replica just like a revamped version of it cool but that's why I, do, I don't like the art um it is a little cumbersome to set up i don't like the fact that you have to have a an overlord kind of person like a like, a, like a dungeon master yeah like it's a person versus players thing yeah um, as opposed than... to like the game versus the players yeah it's not a it's not a fully cooperative thing it's like the oh. dungeon like zargon versus the players kind of deal need, so so somebody's always going to be on the out yeah so it's oh, like you know that yeah, kind of sucks that. you know it's not because at least as a dungeon master like you're telling a story together and that's not to say like as zargon you're not doing the same thing but you are role-playing as like the evil fucker who's trying to kill yeah, everyone yeah, you yeah. know what i mean oh yeah because because the dungeon master in D D is kind of like a neutral yeah it's like telling a story yeah you know what i mean oh that makes sense so that we all have a coll collective shared experience um so that's you know i that does kind of stink about it but that's dungeon crawlers for you it's really difficult to get out of that one yeah um the components of the game all right it's they a lot of them are like warped and I like you know the maces are bent in half. The sword's kind of curved and bent over. It's really really difficult to get that kind of plastic straightened out. Oh, resin is easier because basically you boil water and then you dip the part the resin. And you in can there. just yeah you let it fix sit it. there yeah you let it sit there for like 15, 20 seconds. Pull it out and then you just bend it and then it'll stay in that bent shape. Whatever oh. you fix it. That plastic is really really difficult to do and twist back without breaking it in half. So it oh. sucks. Yes, yeah, so you have all these dread warriors who want want who are like have these great heroic poses and these like spiky shields but their mace looks like literally a wet hot dog that's like <laughs> yeah like bent backwards it's like oh that's oh terrifying um so yeah the components are kind of like i was a little little miffed about the, the oh. condition that it came in but that being said it's like they got shipped i'm assuming from fucking china so it's yeah it's what it's probably spent i mean months, like months in the in long it. run a million dollars isn't that much when it comes to well that was the minimum like they funded 11 million dollars Oh. Yeah, the minimum goal was the... So they were just trying to make the most money possible that well, they to could. Get, to gauge the interest in it. Yeah. And now there's so maybe they'll come out with another one that's better quality. Yeah, but I'm not going to buy a second <laughs> copy of it. Thank you. Know. you. I appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, which is another gripe. It does take up a significant amount of shelf space. It is a big... Because there's a lot of miniatures with it. Yeah, there are. There so are. So it's kind of a pain in the ass to store. I don't appreciate that. Like, it takes up the space of probably, like, two two to two and a half-ish, like, normal, like, conventional board games. Yeah. Like, Dominion boxes. It's big. It's heavy. So that is cumbersome. It's basically the size of Gloomhaven. Except lighter. I have no point of reference for Gloomhaven. That was the one I pointed out at the mall today. And I was like, oh. Oh, yeah, I didn't know. Kiosk, but you've never seen it. However, yeah, you will say. play it one day. You will that will be like That it. will be like my birthday present to myself. I will buy a copy of it. I will read the rules and we'll play through one of the scenarios. Okay. <laughs> this is a great, Maybe we can rent it that one is day. A, that is a... Yeah, yeah. You have to spend $200 even on a game that we might like. Even my buddy Rolly wants to play it. Okay, well, you and how about Rolly buys it, and then. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so those things I don't like about it. Um, I'm sure I'll think of something in here, um, and then I'll try to pet hark. You said back a few things it. that you don't like about it. Those yeah. count. But uh, things I do like about it. All right, real quick. Again, artwork. Um, they're the sword and sorcery type of harking back to Conan the Barbarian. You know, the Sumerian archetype. You know slash him doesn't give a shit about you know what the fuck is going on you know just bashes in grabs the woman 
pops it on her shoulder and just like storms on out, you know, killing everyone (laughs) on the way out. Um, I like, you know, I love Sword and Sorcery because it's so straightforward and so simple. You can kind of like just turn your fucking brain off. Yeah. And that's not to say like reading the old Conan stories by Howard E. Howard E. I forget his last name, but um, like he actually comes up with like some clever solutions, like believe it or not, like he's not just like this moronic, like bloodthirsty, savage idiot. He actually is fairly sharp. He just doesn't isn't the most eloquent about speaking about it. Um, but anyway, so I love the sword and sorcery feel. Just going in, it's awesome. Just turning off your brain and going into these dungeons and just yeah, like, fucking, just chucking some dice, having some beers, and just relaxing. killing, killing, d- just dudes. killing like just killing zombies. bad guys, yeah. zombies, orcs. We don't have to have a, a conversation about morality or like no, it's just whether like, that character is good or bad yeah, or neutral like, or whatever. You no, know, and like now there's that they, very little story. Yeah, and like now that they have like one of the other things I like about it is that in the revamped version, that something that was sorely lacking in the Milton Bradley 1991 version was that they don't have they didn't have any like female characters. It was like all dudes for the heroes. Big old all, sausage yeah, party. All wet. Per- Wet hot dog yeah, sausage party. Yeah, wet hot dog party. sausage party, 1991. <laughs> hot, that was a hot summer. I, I'm assuming like all of the monsters are presumably male, although I don't know if monsters can have a gender. Or, but anyway. Sure they can. I gotta replicate. <sighs> That's true. Well, depending on the Warhammer 40,000 universe, they are spores. They are or, essentially mushrooms. And then or, in the Lord of the Rings version, yeah, they the spawn from Peter a Jackson's version, they come yeah. from... Some kind of yolk sack. <laughs> yeah. Buried in yeah, mud. Crossing human elves with goblin men. He's breeding an army. All right. So um, <laughs> the new pieces have female versions of both, yeah. like, not just of the orcs. I don't think there's any of the dread warriors are presumably male. I don't know. Um, but the heroes also crucially have, with the um, stretch goal, they have female versions of all the types of characters. And there's new types of characters. There's, like, a bard in there. There's like a sage or something like that. There's a druid and all this other crap. So there were some expansions to it that kind of expounded upon the game, which I thought was really cool. Uh, the original 12 quests are just the tip of the iceberg. There's the two expansions, Keller's Keep and Lair of the Lich Lord, which I think is going to be dope to dive into. <laughs> really stoked about it. And they kept the art on both of those expansions the same as if just, again, they just replicated it just in a softer tone, but they it's identical. Uh-huh. Um... It is an easy to learn and not yes. even difficult to fucking master. It's just an easy to learn, laid back game yeah. that even like you can teach to a seven year old. Yeah, like I feel like kid, uh, like we could play with Rowan when he's like in fucking elementary like, school. I feel like, like our kid's pretty smart. He can probably play in kindergarten, late kindergarten. <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. It's yeah, not sure. that complicated. No, not at all. It's really not. It's just a roll the dice, and yeah. like I feel like it's one of those games that you can even learn like. While playing, in a sense. Like, you just oh, roll yeah. the dice and yeah. then kind of be like, what does that mean? Oh, it means I go this many spaces or, oh, I have... Yeah, exactly. You know, oh, I, I hit got two hit points. Like, mm-hmm. it's pretty easy. Yeah. Um, I like... Like, part of me also does like being, like, the dungeon master, the Zargon, because, like, you can spring traps. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh my God. you know, suck my dick. <laughs> heroes and hero, heroesses. Heroesses. Heroin. Heroines. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's a, uh, 
Yeah. So that part's fun for you. Yeah, yeah it, it can be, but it's yeah. a um, like you pluses said, like and minus. yeah, pluses and minuses. It does it to have the full potential of it. It would like be best to have five people, but that's difficult, especially in this day. I don't, you know, I think I, I mean, and I have we haven't played with five people, um, but I feel like it would be best with four, to be honest. Like Just three if heroes I feel and like a I feel like if yeah, Zarg. yeah, like a Zargon and three heroes. Right. That's my opinion because I think if you add like a fourth, it's just like really crowded around the freaking table. Yeah. That's just like physically. That's what. As you got to get a round table. That's why. Yeah, maybe a round table because yeah. I'm thinking because the the board itself has four sides, sides. so I'm going like yeah. four people makes the most sense. But I mean, I think it would be fun to find five yeah. people or you know four extra people. Oh, that'd be amazing. Three yeah. extra people. Three extra people with us. Yeah. You know, I think that'd be really fun. Maybe our neighbors. Maybe. Maybe. We're going to force our neighbors to join us in our yeah. nerd <laughs> swinging. The guy, the guy works in radio, for Christ's sake. He's dead. He's got to he be a He said he liked nerd. Parks and Recreation, so I was like, okay, he's going to be a little nerdy. Yeah, likes Parks and Rec. Well, loves Parks and Rec. Works they in radio. Their dog champion. champion. Got to be a fucking nerd. Hopefully, let's let's keep our fingers crossed. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll just our children are my the same tongue. Age. I was like, "Yo, dog, you ever heard of Dominion?" Yeah. I'll open up my trench coat <laughs> flap. And be like, "Yo, dog, we got some fresh Dominion here. Free party." Have I showed you this? Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. So that's what I like about it. That's what I don't like about it. Um. What else do we want to add? I love that story you told. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's such a great. I'm not kidding. It sounds like the beginning of like yeah, a children's a 90s, fantasy '90s. Yeah, like never-ending, never-ending story kind of. Seriously, shit. that's it's what it reminds me of. You know, very cute. Yeah, but I fucking love Hero Quest. Yeah, it's really great. It's a great <sighs> game. Highly yeah. recommend. Oh, and it doesn't take that long to. I mean, so to to get all the cards on stuff is cumbersome, but to set up the actual dungeon takes two seconds. Because yeah. all you do is you place down the fucking stairs. That leads down into whatever room you start the dungeon in. You place your two your hero pieces there, and it's like, all right, boom. Yeah, we're what ready. Guys, we're ready. Let's go. Yeah, it's so the setup's really easy. Yeah, it's just getting the miniatures out of the fucking little storage yeah. thing is a pain in the ass. Well, maybe the next time they produce the game, it won't have those. Uh, I'm probably just gonna like t- dump them all out like into the box and just leave them out yeah you just stick them in bags or something that might make especially like the little doorways yeah i'd put those in like a separate bag or yeah, something because sure. there's a ton of them fuck ton there's like 40 of them or something yeah it's bananas 42 to oh be exact man all right so one last thing the thing i like about the game all right for the value okay rounding out hasbro <laughs> has said that they are going to they're looking at releasing a retail version of Hero Quest, and it's going to retail for $79.99, which at face value looks like a shit ton of money for just one board game, right? Yeah. However, it's going to have both expansions, so you're going to have the base game, both expansions, so you'll have like almost 30 fucking quests or something crazy like that. So basically like 30 hours of playability on top of, you know, being able to design your own things. Mm-hmm. And all the miniatures, there's like 111 miniatures or something like that when it's all said and done between the two expansions in the base game. So for 80 bucks, you get all these miniatures. It's a crap yeah, ton of plastic. I don't, I don't feel like $80 is that much to spend on on a board game that has the amount of detail that this one does. Yeah. And Do like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's not Candyland. It's not... No. You know. 
to me it would be a game like it would be a lot to invest as someone like coming fresh off the street be like oh i've never played this game yeah before. for sure but if like you play the game with someone out someone's house and you're like wow that's really fun let's buy our own copy fantastic value right however someone trying to buy the game off the street should enjoy more than likely will enjoy it because it's so fucking easy to learn yeah it's really easy to learn like, there's not a t- I don't re- I don't remember seeing a super long instruction booklet yeah. or anything. Super easy. Yeah. What does that look like, by the way? What does that What do the instructions look like? Is it just a pager? No, it's probably like a dozen pages or something like that. Oh. And most of it is because like they're like because detail. Of the, no, it's because of the wizard because there's like spells and shit and they have to check yeah, minus yeah. sight and all that okay. crap and like. So that might be a downside. Yeah. That that it is easy to learn. But, but it's, it's probably a, easier to learn if you're not a novice board game player. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would disagree with that because, like, it's also a shorter, like, smaller rule book. Uh-huh. It's not like an eight and a half by eleven like size rule book, right? Yeah. It's a shorter rule book, over twelve pages, and it's like normal size print. So, like, realistically speaking, it's probably like three or four pages of like a normal rule book, and that's about it. You know. Yeah. So anyway, that's what yeah. I like about it. That's what I don't Okay, know. well, now I have only 15 minutes. Yeah, you better fucking hurry. <laughs> I might go over a little bit. I know. But is it my turn? Begrudgingly so, yeah. Yes. I just, I love this goddamn game. Like, I don't it's care. It's great. It's I really I great. Screaming from the mountaintop. You can. We'll find you a mountaintop. Anyway. I love your request! <laughs> On to my murder. 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 <laughs> So tonight I'm going to be telling you about the serial killer, William Reese. Yes. And I don't, I, I don't want to know too much about him. I don't really give a shit about this guy because he is a piece of shit. Um, I wish he hadn't even told me, his, told me his name. Yeah, but I mean it's pretty hard to tell the story without it because he was a true serial killer in like... He, he, he's terrifying because he didn't know any of his victims, right? Like when we think about, um, murder, right? Statistically speaking, murder is done like 99% of the time by someone who the person knows or is close to or has a relationship with, right? Yeah. This guy was committing murders. Said random. Random. Damn. Completely I mean, and not, I mean, not random in the sense that like he was just picking random people. He was definitely targeting a specific type of victim. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it was completely random. It was almost like they were just like crimes of opportunity. He right. was like, oh, that person fits my description. They're my weak, description. They're, weak, they're vulnerable. Yeah. And, and that's exactly what it was. So there are four victims I'm going to tell you about. Okay. And then I'm going to start it back in. Is his wife one of them? Did no. Did the husband do it? No. We've kind of moved God on from that. God damn it. <laughs> right. um, so the very first victim, uh, her name was Tiffany Johnston. Um, she was kidnapped from a car wash in Oklahoma, actually. In Oklahoma City. Kidnapped or not, I'm sorry, not in Oklahoma City. Kidnapped from a car wash. That's just wash. where um, the trial took place. Oh. So, um, yeah, so... William, not yeah, William Reese kidnapped and strangled Tiffany Johnston in 1997 from a car wash. Kidnapped from a car wash. Okay. All right. That's enough. 
Okay, so uh, testimony showed that uh, Reese sexually assaulted her in a horse trailer and then strangled, strangled her mm-hmm. to death. Uh, her partially nude body was found the next day, which for this guy was actually um, pretty quick because all the other three victims we're going to be talking about, they weren't found until years later. Whoa. Yeah. So uh, because she was found the next day, um, the one probably the only reason this guy was ever actually caught was because of DNA left on her body. So, Cause decades later, more than two decades later, right? This crime happened in 1997. Okay. Two, two decades later, that's when he, his DNA was like linked or the DNA on her body was linked to him. Okay. And he got out of prison for another sexual assault. Oh yeah. In, um, I, I forget exactly when but it was in like the the 2000s 2016 or something like that yeah he was serving time for another sexual assault and he gets out and they yeah like hey billy uh yeah old billy bear uh we gotcha Hmm. okay and so what ends up happening is that when they like pull him in for this murder the murder of tiffany johnston he sits down and just starts singing like a bird. And he's like, well, I know if I, I can tell you where three other victims are, but you have to, you have to promise that the death penalty won't be put on the table in Texas. Yeah. So they're like, okay. I mean, Texas, I mean, generally, I, I think, especially when we're talking about like serial killers, they tend to be pretty like, okay, we'll take, we'll take that deal, but you're going to spend the rest of your life in prison. Right. Uh, it's fucking killing to get it over with. Yeah, right? Just like... Um, <clears throat> so anyway, uh, after Tiffany Johnston... Um, hold on a second. I think I'm getting these mixed up. Oh, I am getting them mixed up. Tiffany Johnston was just the first murder that we were aware of. Ah, I apologize. That was the first murder that we found out about. Gotcha. Because that's the first one that got linked to him through DNA. So okay. he sits down and he's like, uh, yeah, so I actually murdered two other girls before Tiffany. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, Actually, in April of 1997, mm-hmm. a, a young girl named Laura Smither, who was 12 years old, yeah, she yeah. Uh, she was going to she wanted to be like a prima ballerina, and uh, that's like all she ever did. I think she was homeschooled too because she wanted to be a very serious ballerina. Uh, she told her parents she was going to go for a jog because she said her ballerina teacher needed her to get her stamina up or something. That's what I had read. So she goes for a... too fat. You can't fit in your dress. Go for a She needed to increase her stamina. I don't know what the, about yeah. the fat part. But uh, so Laura Smither, who's 12, goes for a jog in her neighborhood in April of 1997 and never makes it home. And for years, no one knows what happened to her. For years. Uh, Laura's frantic parents and dozens of others, like, uh, immediately, like, her parents call the police and... Uh, file a missing persons report uh, here in Houston. Fuck I think yeah. I think they were in. Oh, I'm gonna get the city wrong. I I want to I I I want to say they were in Pasadena. Yeah. 
But they were in this area, in our area. Mm-hmm. And um, like within hours, they had people searching for her. You know, um, I mean, that like hundreds of people were coming together to like search for this, this little girl. Uh, her body was eventually found in Pasadena. Um, so, um, she, but she, I don't think she was discovered until 2016 because when he, that's right. Reese gets out of prison, Mm -hmm. goes back into prison, gets put in this confession room with the Tiffany Johnston evidence saying like, dude, we've got you for this murder. And he's like, well, I have three others if you promise not to kill me. And that's when he confesses to Laura Smither. Uh, yeah. So when Laura went missing in 1997, this is a quote from her mother. We prayed so hard for her to be brought back to our dinner table. That didn't happen the way we wanted. Uh, but he confessed in 2016 to her murder. Uh, and he showed them where the body was. Yeah. Um, oh, that's not true. I'm, I'm messing this up so bad because they did find her body. No, it wasn't years later. Okay. But they did find her body, I think it was like a month later. Gotcha. Or, so, or a, it was like two weeks to a month later because she was still, she wasn't super decomposed. I do remember reading that. Um, so they find Laura Smither, but they don't, they don't get the confession from him until 2016. Uh, okay. That's what it was. Well, so the, the, her, parent, her parents didn't have to know that she was just missing for years and years right. and years. At least they knew she was dead. They knew she was, you know, you know, whatever you believe, like if you're a Christian, like, you know, she was with God, right? Like yeah. she, she wasn't being hurt anymore. Yeah. And yeah. So at least there was like that closure. Like, cause like my biggest fear, like would be our kid to go missing. Be like, you just don't know. Mis- no, they're sold into slavery. Like, it, that's like, what the sex, mother, sex slave. yeah, that's what the mother was afraid of. She was just like, that was like what was going through my head that whole time. Yeah. Like, maybe I'm being emotional about this, but like I would rather my kid be just murdered. Yes. Like paint like Yes. Painlessly than yeah. like, sold into like I mean you'd rather years. none of that happen. Right, but like, but, like than like sex slave or yeah. like, or like the fucking candy man scenario. Like, yeah, exactly. Ugh. I mean those kids were always killed pretty quickly after. Mm, but but yeah. still, like I mean, she was twelve. She was this innocent little girl, was Ugh. sexually assaulted, and then Basically, her body was just, like, dumped in this ditch in yeah. Pasadena. Um, but, so I think they found her, like, I think it was, like, around two weeks later. That's right. Yeah. But, like I said, he didn't confess to it until 2016. Um, so, anyway. Then he confesses to the murder of Jessica Kane. Jessica Kane, um, this, this is the part that I hated because... They didn't find her for 19 years. That's that's this is the victim I'm thinking oh, of. She just disappeared and they didn't know what happened to her for 19 years. Isn't that terrible? Her poor parents and her so they lived on Tiki Island. Oh. Yeah, or they they um they lived near Tiki Island like right off of 45 yeah. near Galveston. Um so Jessica was a 17-year-old Lamarck High School student. Um, who vanished in August of 1997. So all of these vanishings are happening like very quickly after each other. Yeah. Like some of them a month. Like, wow. yeah, I think Laura Smither went missing in, um, uh, yeah, Laura Smither went missing April 3rd, Friendswood, Texas. That's where she was from. That's right. Gotcha. 
So, uh, so Laura Smither goes missing April 3rd from Friendswood, Texas. Uh, Kelly Cox, who I haven't talked about yet, uh, she goes missing from Denton, Texas on July 15th. So just a few months later. Wow. Same year. Yeah. Right? UNT. Then Tiffany Johnston on uh, July 26th. So like nine days later. Jesus. Yeah. And then Jessica Kane in August 17th from Texas City. And Tiffany was from Bethany, Oklahoma. So Friendswood, Texas, then Denton, Texas, then Bethany, Oklahoma, then Texas City. God. Yeah. So just like. Fucking world tour there. Yeah. So like he kept moving. He kept moving. Which is why like they couldn't really connect the crimes because they were so far apart. But he was basically like. I forget, he used to, like, haul stuff. Like, that was his job. He would, like, haul oh, yeah. equipment or haul... He wasn't a truck driver, but he would no, haul... He was, he was a uh, oh, hotshot driver. Yeah, he yeah. Was it, was stu- it was something yeah. like that, right? So, he would haul things. So, anyway... This guy's a fucking creep, anyway. Oh, well, don't say that. So, not this creepy. N- not this creepy. No way. So, it's... Anyway, so, Jessica Kane... Um, so she goes missing after a, she was in theater, right? So after a theater party, like a wrap for their, um, whatever play they were doing, um, there was a cast party with her friends, um, and she was on her way home and she almost made it because her car was later found abandoned on the side of I-45, not far from Tiki Island, which is where her family lived. Damn. Um, and there was no sign of her, none. And for 19 years, her her mom and her mom and dad had no clue, no clue what happened to her. And so that's what her mom said. She was just like, I thought, you know, she was, you know, sold into slavery or I, she was like, she was like, I would have like horrible, horrible nightmares of that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, and it wasn't a car wreck and it wasn't an accident because her car was just pulled over right on the side of the road. Um, and that was that was like the only piece of evidence until 19 years later, when William Reese confesses to her murder, right, and shows them shows the police where her body was. He used a he literally had rented a bulldozer and dug deep enough that he was able to bury a body like that deeply. Yeah. Um. Then. Uh, there was Kelly Cox. Kelly Cox uh, was killed in July of 1997 um, as Reese was uh, going back and forth between Oklahoma and Texas. Uh, she was a 20-year-old University of North Texas student, which is where my little sister went to college. She went mm-hmm. to UNT. Uh, she had, she was, I think she was a major in like criminal justice. And so they were touring a Denton, a Denton, excuse me, a Denton jail uh, with classmates um, and she was last seen at a gas station across the street and then never again until mm. Reese confessed to the murder and mm. showed them where the body was. Um, she actually had this 20 year old college student had a toddler at home at the time. I think her little yeah. girl. Yeah, I know her little girl was like, like nine months to a year old, very little. And so, um, so her mother knew something was wrong because she was like, my daughter would never just get up and leave her kid ever. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, 
So oh. anyway, so no one had known, no one knew what happened to, uh, what happened specifically to Laura Smither, the 12-year-old, uh, Jessica, or Kelly, who were the two older ones, Jessica mm-hmm. uh, being the 17-year-old and Kelly being the 20-year-old from UNT, except William Reese. He was yeah. the only one who actually knew. Um, so he eventually goes back to prison. Okay. For kidnapping a 19-year-old who survives. Oh! She gets kidnapped in Webster, Texas, which is like my favorite area right now. Because um, we live like 10 minutes down the road and it's like a nice area. But back in 1997, this is crazy. So this young girl, um, somehow he like wrestles her into his truck. And she's this young 19-year-old girl. And... She literally rolls out of the car onto 45. Fuck yeah. To get away from him. Fuck yeah. Yeah. I, I saw that. I, I read that and I was like, hell yeah. Ugh. I was like, good for you. Like, like if I'm going to die, I'm going like, to die this in is, traffic. Yeah. I'm not going to die a fucking. Yeah. yeah. Like, like that is so brave. So brave. Like, can you imagine the bravery of someone to just be like, well, yeah, I'm just going to jump out of this moving vehicle. Oh, fuck. So... Can you imagine seeing that, like, from another No! Car? Holy shit! <laughs> I... I Yeah, just like somebody... But I think 45... Back in 1997, 45 wasn't as... Yeah, they had one lane. No, 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 no. Because, like, I was... You know, I, I would right, go to lane. 45... Two lane. Yeah, I think it was, like, two lane. Okay. Uh, when I was a kid. Uh, yeah. And I'm sure it was, like, in the middle of the night. Right. Uh, but, uh, but she escapes him. Fuck yeah. And um, I don't know if this if this was actual evidence used at all, but there was a um, police officer who, um, she was like a forensic hypnotist. I don't know what the right ter- term for it is. But this person was a police officer who was trained to hypnotize victims okay. to get any sort of evidence that they could use. And so uh, she hypnotized this victim and she was like, what do you see in the car? Like, and you're like, when you're in the car, like, what can you see? She was like, there's these post-it notes on the, uh, on the dash and there's numbers, but I, I can only read four of them. I can only read four of the numbers. And when they get to William Reese, they find those post-it notes on his dash. And it's the exact four numbers that she remembered from her subconscious and it was a phone number, but it was like half of it was covered up by another post-it note or something. But it was those exact numbers. So I don't know. I think that's definitely like circumstantial evidence. It's not like hard evidence. Yeah, it sounds like but, 15 yards of bullshit from the yeah, hypnotist. Yeah, yeah. But that's still really cool. Still pretty cool. Okay. So uh, so he goes back to prison for kidnapping this 19-year-old, right? And then uh, years later, that's when DNA, thank God for DNA, uh, links Tiffany, who got kidnapped from the... Uh, car wash Uh, and that he uh, so he was charged with capital murder and that's when he starts singing like a bird what is capital murder Uh, like first degree you're uh, you you intended there was premeditation intention to kill Um, I'm not like a lawyer so I'm not getting all of it right but I do know that there has to be premeditation and intention yeah yeah capital capital murder is you meant to commit murder Gotcha. Right. There was no defense. Right. There's for like, no for the sake of murdering. Yeah. So, so the serial killer, William Reese, calmly confessed that he also had killed three girls in Texas, and he only, and only he knew where to find their bodies. Right. 
Uh, so in exchange for the information, he wanted to guarantee he wouldn't get the death penalty in Texas. However, that doesn't apply to Oklahoma. Oh, uh, is this a happy ending? Uh, yeah. Oh, I mean. Oh, yeah. I mean, happy ending in the sense that all of these victims are found. Um, and William Reese is eventually, he literally, maybe like a month ago. Let me say, tell you the exact day. Uh, yeah. August 19th, 2021, he was convicted and, uh, executed? not, not executed, God. but he was sentenced to death in Oklahoma. Oh, good. And he still hasn't even been tried in Texas for the three murders. So I guarantee he will, I, I hope Texas extradites him, sort of. I kind of went, uh, like... Well, because they don't... The, the only reason why they would want to bring him back to Texas for trial is so that that way the DAs could get, like, their... There's... Well, and, like, well, and I think the victims' families deserve those trials. The victims' families deserve to hear that guilty verdict. Uh, they deserve to hear... Do you think they want to go through that? According to what I have read, Are they, some of them... I can't speak for them, but based on what I've read, they do. Because I would figure, like, they would just be like, no, I just want the fucker to die. It's got justice. Yeah, so that actually brings me to a really interesting point in that Jessica Smithers' mother actually wants to meet him one day because she says she forgives him and that she wants to share her faith with him one day. Um, I just Do with that what you will. Wow. Um, Good for but her. that's that is definitely a good Christian. That's a good Christian Fucking woman. Good for her. That yeah. is the uh, that's kind of the pinnacle. <clears throat> yeah. Kind of pinnacle of Christianity. Yeah. So Gay Smither, which is her mother, uh, Laura Smither's mother, said she forgives him for what he's done, and she hopes to meet him in person one day to tell him tell him that and discuss wow. her faith. Um, she may not actually get the chance though. While Reese made deals to avoid the death chamber in Texas, the death penalty is still on the table in Oklahoma, and that's oh, exactly what he got. Damn. So, uh, so in a sense, there's full sor- full circle. Um, just there's definitely justice here, mm-hmm. but um, it's still pretty awful that you know these these parents and families had to. Lose their beautiful children to a fucking monster who, by the way, this is what makes it even worse because I've watched some of the confession tapes. All of his confessions were him basically blaming the girls and the women for he's like, yeah, yeah. This girl like started cursing at me and she started saying really awful things. So, so I just got really angry. Like it was always, it was always the girl's fault. Oh my god! Hey, and I, the whole time I was going like, "You fucking piece of shit!" Like, question: How, <coughs> how did they find this fucking guy? It was just the DNA. The DNA, because like, so the way that, from my understanding, when <clears throat> at a certain point in history, when you get convicted of a felony, yeah, or of a violent crime, or some variation of that when you get convicted of a certain class of crime your dna gets entered into codis and codis is this huge database of dna and it's not it's definitely more complicated than what i'm describing here but your dna gets entered and it's like basically running all the time like looking for matches or i think you have to like act i don't know if it's running all the time and actively looking for matches because 
But I think you have to like wonder. I think a police officer might have to wonder like, hmm, this person seen this person was in the area at the time. Like maybe we should. And and he's a convicted sex offender. Like let's see if his DNA map gets a hit. Right. And it did. Right, because he was gotcha. already in prison for, for this assault. for that sexual assault and the kidnapping. Gotcha. And so that's when they were like, "The fuck, yeah." Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, we have we have you. We have you. You're screwed. Okay. You know. Um. So. Well, so but he was getting released from prison for yep. the sexual assault, and then and then he, he was, got just rearrested. But I mean, like, what they just happened to be like a cop was like curious, like, oh, let's just run this. His I don't actually know that. I don't know. Like, that's what's that's what's like curious to me. I don't understand how sure that like, happened. Yeah, I don't know. I don't actually know. Him, like actually getting caught the for the final thing. That's a great question. I don't. Um, I don't know what like the impetus was for. Yeah. Like. Well, whatever. I'm glad the fucker got. Yeah. Caught. I hope he. I hope he burns in hell. Yeah. He will. Yeah. He's there. Gay put well, him he's there. not. Well, he's not. <laughs> well, Gay wasn't able to share her faith with him. So yeah, like, he's, he's not there. dead yet. He's just been sentenced to death. <sighs> right. That's that's not how justice works. That's not how the justice yeah, system works. Years. So, but he'll definitely spend the rest of his life in prison, which is exactly where he should be. Yeah. You know, like just a p. Like, you know, if you're gonna be a serial killer, when you get caught, you should just be like, you know what, you got me. Yes. I'm just a piece of dirt. I'm the scum of the earth. But, they're so, but a lot of times they're so clever and smart that I feel like yeah. they would use like religion as a... No, he. but he didn't. He just blamed the girls. But I mean, like, they'd be like, oh, like, I found God and like, you know, yeah. like... You know what I mean? Because they're essentially like kind of like part psychopath. Yeah, for like, sure. So like, I'm sure they would use religion as a tool to like... Possibly. Prison and escaping the death penalty. Maybe. Piece of shit. Yeah, just like... I mean, it wouldn't surprise me at all. So, um, uh, anyway, that is the story that ends pretty, I mean, I guess, okay. God God damn. God damn. But it happened like 10 minutes from our house. Not, I mean, like most of the crimes are within like 10 minutes of our house, you know? So anyway, how do you feel? Well, Kari, our uh, baby girl's never going out by herself. Well, she's going. Uh, she's so once her- again, I will bring up that I will teach my daughter to be safe over being polite. Yeah, like also, fuck, fuck being polite. Lace. She's gonna get her concealed carry. Like, don't pull over just because you see some dude waving at you on the side of the road. Yeah. Leave that asshole on the side of the road. He's fine. Yeah, he's fine. He's a dude. He'll yeah, like assume the worst. The worst. Be rude, stay safe. That's what the 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 crime junkie girls say. They say, "Be rude, stay safe." <laughs> That's the way to do it. And yeah. I, I totally agree. Yeah. You know, yeah. like a lot of women do things that get them into trouble because they're afraid of being thought of as being impolite. Yeah. I don't give a shit if you think I'm impolite. Yeah. I'd rather my my children and me and my family be safe and be thought of as 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 a cunt. As yeah, <laughs> as a bitch or a cunt yeah. or whatever. I don't care. Call yeah. me whatever you want. Call me Karen. I'll I'll be alive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll be alive. And yeah. Next, and the next. You uh, can call next... me Karen, but I'll also you can also call me alive. Yeah, live Karen. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. Well, that was great. That was good. <laughs> it was a little disorganized, but yeah. that's okay. I mean... So what are we gonna talk about next time? We should do. I was 
Well, yeah, because that's the structure of the show. Yeah, we'll do, I don't know, we'll do like a light, we'll do... Yeah, 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 we were talking about... uh, Splendor. Splendor. We'll do Splendor for the game, and um, I'll do a lighter murder. Or, yeah, maybe one that's like justified. How about that? Mm. (laughs) Or maybe one where the husband did do it. There we go, about goddamn time. Yeah, all right. It'll be a season. Okay, well, thanks for joining us on another episode of Bored to, to Death. Death. See you next time.